the honeymoon phase for me was like, okay, I really love my job. I love my patients. I'm connecting well with everyone. I think the honeymoon phase has officially ended. Today, we're back talking with Hannah. She is working on her orientation for her new job in the cardiovascular ICU, and she started out on the cardiac step-down unit for a few weeks. She began by taking on sick patients one at a time and learning gradually how to become a critical care nurse step-by-step, working directly with a preceptor. But she's also tackling new hurdles, and today she will share some emotional experiences the information that I don't know that I don't know is kind of one of those things I just experience as it comes. And I don't remember the exact words, but it's kind of like your honeymoon phase and then it drops down and you're like in the pits of knowing nothing and everything sucks and it's just really hard. And you're realizing that not everything is great and there's a lot of like issues within health like specifically for nursing, short staff issues, over time, there's a lot of demands on nurses. I'm starting to realize the not so glamorous parts of nursing. On today's episode, honeymoons don't last forever. In the last few weeks, Hannah has increasingly faced challenges as a new nurse, a challenge that she seems to welcome. She's empowered by improving the outcome of her patients with critical thinking. Sepsis is a big thing that I love learning about. Um, It's a big issue in ICUs when they're that critically ill. And so one of the signs and symptoms with sepsis is your heart rate gets really, really fast. You get tachycardic. But with a pacemaker, it doesn't allow you to get tachycardic. But how do you know if a patient with a pacemaker is actually septic? With a patient that has a pacemaker, I'm like, okay, so I can't go based off of heart rate, but I can go off of fever, I can go off of hypotension, and I can go off of altered level of consciousness, which could be anything like if they're acting goofy if they're sleepy if they're like I can go through and kind of understand what I need to look for as a nurse for sepsis clearly Hannah is in her element and most importantly she's learning how to use and find her resources they say that your first year of like actual nursing is like your fifth year of nursing school but now in her first few weeks she's learning she's part of a team And as she's about to find out, being part of this team will help her through some really tough times in the coming days. Nurses, when you talk to nurses, are super supportive of nurses. If you talk to nursing staff, nursing leadership, they're huge on education. They're huge on supporting us. So let's check in on how Hannah's feeling. Hannah explains what she's dealing with on a daily basis. I have been so nervous every morning, like before going to work. I mean, work has been great, but just like knowing that I have that extra responsibility. This is my license that I'm working under and not like my preceptors like it was in nursing school. And the floor I'm on is 
a lot of like chronic heart failure, um, LVADs and pacemakers and like post heart transplant. Our acuities stay like relatively the same, but you always have those um, patients that change at the drop of a penny. It takes a while to get up to speed on whether or not a patient is deteriorating and your peers know that. I think what I'm most nervous about is not recognizing like those signs and symptoms of like when a patient is getting worse because it's very minor. And like for me, I don't really know my heart rhythms well yet. A lot of those changes have to deal with heart rhythms and because there's a lot of like meds that you have to hold if like their blood pressure or heart rate are in a certain parameter. But like it's nursing judgment and like sometimes if you don't give a med, it could do more damage than if you did give a med. Because that's another thing. I don't really know like what abnormal heart sounds and murmurs are. Mentors know that all of this will come with practice and time. Nursing is a lot of learning on the job. There's not a lot. Like textbooks can teach you the basic, but once you get onto the unit, um, there's a lot of clinical skills I'm still learning. And every patient presents differently, even if they have the same disease. And best of all, she has a lot of support. This week, I've learned a lot more about what questions to ask. It's also helpful working with that preceptor. She's asking questions and I'm like, oh, that's a really great question to ask. And like incorporating that into my knowledge base. So learning from her, learning what questions she's asking. A lot of the times questions are a good way of understanding the other person's priorities. So where her brain is at, what her priorities are, help me realign what my priorities are. So Hannah is learning to rely on her team. And she's immersing herself in patient care. Everyone helps everyone. It's like a team effort. Team members are essential resources. And often they're not nurses. Learning cardiac rhythms and learning... Um, patient presentations and meds and all of that. I mean, I, I talk to pharmacy, I'll be like, hey, I have never worked with this med before. Can you kind of explain like the half-life? Can you go through and explain like what symptoms I should be aware of? I'm talking with doctors after they leave the room and getting their in-depth knowledge, which is sometimes a little too much for my brain to handle. But right now I feel like I just need a lot of human interaction because for me a you get the response right away and b you are able to say whoa whoa, wait up like that didn't make sense can you re-explain whereas with a book you can read the same sentence five times and it still doesn't make sense and you're like all right moving on I did nothing that did nothing for me and one of the most important things to remember when working on a team is to learn about each member's role and not only who to communicate with and when, but how best to communicate. Things that make a strong professional nurse. The courses that we meet in person are more so focused on leadership, communication, conflict resolution, stuff like that. Less skills-based and more um, professional, like growing leaders. There's like that end of nurse residency. And then also in my schedule, I have skills days that are incorporated, shadowing on 
a different cardiac floor where I'll get to see like open heart surgery patients have me shadowing a manager and also a nursing assistant. So I get to see people who work above me and those that I'm like delegating tasks to. So as a nurse, I can fully understand what's going on. And yet Hannah is surrounded by experienced nurses with a wealth of information. And all of these perspectives help her cope with what's to come. Um, We have like four hours of homework to do beforehand. And then we'll go through it in depth in class with other nurses who are a little bit older than us and focus in education. Um, Also in the past couple of weeks, I've had skills days for like my nurse residency class met with like my cohort and some of the nurses who are teaching it and they've taught us a lot there too and given us some resources to take home so I feel like I'm just kind of I don't know using whatever's tossed in my lap at this point she's already seen a ton more than what she saw in school and she's building her confidence as an independent nurse I'm learning. I'm slowly getting there. More confident in myself as a nurse, but realizing that I have a really long way to go before I can, like, before I know, quote unquote, know everything. I know I'm not going to know everything, but I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's like, I'm still tired all the time. (laughs) I nap every day after work, and then I wake up for 30 minutes, get ready for bed, then go back. Now, several weeks in, She's saturated with learning opportunities and a schedule that just won't quit. Right away in the beginning, I think we're taking in so much information. We just need to focus on one area. Hannah's been taking her learning experience very seriously. So seriously, in fact, that she never gets away from it, even on downtime. Medical life is like putting together a puzzle. If anything medical comes up in a show, my brain goes to work. Even in like day-to-day life, I'll see people walking around on the street and I'll try to think like, I'll see like swollen ankles and I'm like, heart failure. And like try to diagnose people walking around on the street. Uh, So yeah, my brain is very work oriented, I feel like. Just one piece of a busy schedule As of right now, I'm working 40 hours a week and it's a majority of it is like shifts on the unit. Um, But there's days like they'll pull me and have eight hour shifts and I'll go home and I'll do online education. I don't really have, I barely have time to eat in the day. Half the time I spent with overtime was catching up on charting. So I would stay like an hour and a half late after work to do all of my charting from the day. Um, And then I would get home and I would sleep. Medication errors are one consequence of poor orientation. And Hannah is learning to be careful about her practice. Mainly focused on cardiac rhythms because I'm a cardiac nurse now or different tools that we use, um, different procedures, and just learning more about my patient population, learning more about like beta blockers and stuff infection prevention and stuff like that. (laughs) I had like a EKG course. It was last Friday. It was eight hours of just straight reading squiggly lines on a paper. And I was like, normal QRS and P and all of those break down the rhythms I was looking at. So 
but some things you just can't be prepared for. The second phase in transitioning to practice is called the shock phase. This is a period of anxiety and navigating the shock phase is key to success. The past week has been one of, I think, the hardest weeks I've ever experienced as a nurse. Kind of hit full force. I have lost a patient on every shift for the past week. During this phase, even advanced entry-level skills are challenged by wavering confidence. And so the honeymoon phase is like, you don't know what you don't know. And everything is like really great and you have pretty chill patients and you're still really overwhelmed and exhausted, but you're like, oh my gosh, I have the best job in the world. This is so cool. This week, the next phase is kind of, you know that you don't know. Caring for critically ill patients and their families can be emotionally draining. I can handle one patient um, dying, but when you go into work and you're doing 12-hour days, it's the same thing over and over and over. It just gets very emotionally exhausting. You not only have to make yourself available for the patient, but you're also available to the family. I've experienced death before um, in my internship, but this has been unlike anything um, I've ever experienced. Most nurses remember their first few unsuccessful codes or families that are devastated when they lose a loved one. This is an inevitable crossroads for all new graduates, and trained preceptors learn that it's best to allow new nurses to take time and space to process these experiences emotionally. After all, we are human, and naturally we have our own grieving to process. So I'm working like with a preceptor right now, which has been helpful to kind of like process through things together. I think we've both been at the same kind of level of emotion. She's more so less emotional because this is the first time I'm experiencing it. She had a similar week last year. Um, As nurses, we kind of developed dark humor, and so we called it our Grim Reaper week. And so, which is not great, but that's what it truly felt like every day we were on shift, um, dealing with codes and stuff. I had to step off and go into the bathroom and cry for a second. It's helped me connect with my preceptor a little bit more. Um, Being able to have that person who has already gone through this and is telling me like, hey, it's okay to have emotions in this job and being able to have that other person process through. I told her a million times, I'm so thankful it's happening while I'm still on orientation because I don't know how I would be able to handle this if I didn't you know, have another person going through it with me. There's no book that can walk you through grief. Hannah is learning to identify her coping resources. Just like taking the time to debrief with my people, but also like taking time for myself and self-care and just like processing my thoughts and not just like shoving them under the rug. Like my, my spiritual well-being too. Hannah has people who will listen inside and outside of work. 
there's obviously my manager is great. Um, she's been checking in with me. That's another part of the nurse residency. Um, they connect you really well with management. They want to build that relationship. She checks in on me almost every week or twice a week. A pastor who was on our floor every day, all day. He says he has a special place in his heart for new grads because he knows what we go through. My mom has been, I mean, she mm -hmm. is a resource I went through. Um, she's a nurse as well. She's been through this stuff. And so I do call her after my really tough days. She gets it on a real level because she, she is a nurse. And so I guess in nursing school, we did have like a week of this is what grief is like. This is what you're going to encounter as a nurse. Everyone processes grief differently. You can't really teach that from a book. It's kind of a learning on the job thing. So that's the thing. I feel like some of those skills can't be taught. And then Hannah mentions a really important point. She's already learned. I'm off for the next four days, so I'm doing a lot of self-care and recovery. Hannah knows that if she's not taking care of herself and she's tired and not eating well, that dealing with these tough situations will be that much harder. And knowing that feeling shock is normal and that things will get better definitely helps. I feel like right now, a lot of my resources are people. People I know who have more experience than me, people who I know have been through it. I have talked to like my old preceptor from nursing school so I've been kind of debriefing with them about like, is this normal to feel like this? And just like finding encouragement from um, my friends and my mom checks in on me every day. It's okay to feel like this. Like I would be more worried if you weren't feeling like this. And then Hannah shares something really amazing that she's learned in this same week of major challenges. There were a lot of sweet moments, which I'm trying to hold on to. A patient who was on our unit waiting for a heart finally got his heart on Monday morning, crying tears of joy because they never thought this day would come. It's little things like that that you hold on to um, when everything else around you is kind of... It has been, um, like I said, one of the most challenging weeks, but... Um, the best weeks at the same time. Um, I've met a lot of really amazing family members and I've had a lot of really cool moments with my patients in their final moments, which is something I'll never take for granted. It's been wild. <laughs> and now hopefully in the next couple weeks, we start to go upwards and that's where you start to you know, like you're pretty confident in most things, but you're still like kind of searching. The final stage is like, I really, I do love my job. I'm still convinced I have the best job in the world. I mean, sometimes I feel like nurse, being a nurse is who I am. It's not just my job. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to check in with Hannah a little bit later when she's made it to the ICU. Check out more podcasts at mynursingmastery.com 